Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we come together to explore topics to support students and families. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, superintendent of the amazing CUNA School District. Today, we're talking about some teaching strategies that are being used in a systemic way in our district to help improve student learning. As a group, they are called AVID, or Advancement Via Individual Determination. Ross Elementary has been leading the way in our district in using these strategies and will be featured as an AVID Showcase School this year. We're super proud of all of their work. Today, we're joined by three fabulous guests from Ross um, who will share what AVID looks like for educators, for students, and for parents. Welcome, everybody. I really appreciate you being here today. Um, we have Michelle Tripp, who's a principal at Ross, Skylin Sanchez, big time fifth grader at Ross, and Kiera Scheller, the parent of a fifth grader, actually parent of Skylin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So thank you guys for being here. Would each of you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about yourself? My name is Skylin, and I'm a fifth grader at Ross Elementary. Being at Ross Elementary has helped me learn more about AVID and how the other schools coordinate AVID and how they use AVID in different ways. And we've seen you at quite a few events over the years, right? Yes. I like it. I appreciate you helping us understand more about AVID today. All right. Next to her is her fabulous principal. Hi, I'm Michelle Tripp, and I love being principal at Ross. This is my second year there. And before that, all my kids graduated from CUNA School District and had great experiences and are just loving their young adult lives. Although I'm not sure I love being a young adult mom yet. (laughs) I miss them, but it's still wonderful to watch them grow and develop with what they've learned here in the CUNA School District. So great. Thank you. Um, And I am Kira Scheller. I am Skyland's mom. Um, And I am just so excited to be able to be a part of this and be able to share my wonderful daughter with the community um, and really how far she's come just in her personal life and in her academics. That's great. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys for taking time to help us understand AVID and celebrate the hard work that Ross um, staff has done to, to make it possible. So I'm going to start with a question for you, Michelle. Um, You're serving as our district's elementary AVID coordinator, and you've had experience with these strategies here in this district and in other districts, the Nampa school district prior to us. Um, Can you talk about the five strategy areas, writing, inquiry, collaboration, organization, reading that go by the name Wicker? Yeah, Wicker is such a strange word. People are always (laughs) like, Wicker, what is that? Um, Wicker's really great because it's just about using um, writing, inquiry, collaboration, organization, and reading strategies in every classroom and every context across your campus. So that's kind of great um, because we know that the more kids do things with what they're learning, the more they're actively engaged in what they're doing, the more it's going to stick for them. And the other great thing about Wicker strategies is that they're definitely for teachers to become stronger teachers, mm-hmm. um, to have more robust learning experiences in the class, but they're also for kids, for students to learn how to learn better. So a student, once they know that like writing is the thing that, you know, these writing strategies are things that help them learn, they can apply those in any class they're in in the future, whether the teacher's asking them to do it or not, they'll they'll know, hey, I'm going to take notes because it helps me learn. So it equips both teachers to be stronger teachers, but even more importantly, it equips students to be stronger learners and to be more empowered to make their best future for themselves because nothing can stop them when they know how to learn and how to remember what they've learned. Mm -hmm. 
that makes me so happy to hear that and to see your faces light up <laughs> when we talk about it. Thank you. I wish uh, our little audience could see your uh, faces be so happy about this wonderful program that we have. I'm going to talk to you, Skylin. How has using AVID impacted your like school journey and your personal growth? AVID has affected me because it keeps me more organized and it just helps me grow better in the way that I'm organized. Okay. Can you give me an example of maybe how you use um, your organizational skills in like something that you're learning? Well, I have a binder full of stuff. Okay. And I can see her binder and it is a big it's binder huge. full of stuff. And so we have like four we have four tab or five tabs and they're reading, math, writing, grammar, spelling, uh, science, history and social studies and then goals. So, I'm going to start from the back. When we talk about goals, it has all my I station, I ready and uh, just like the personal growth that I want to do. And in science and everything, we have maps. And then we have the preamble. And and uh, and we used to have like our, like, uh, like we call it Foursquare. Oh, okay. Um, it would be to help us with our root words that we would get. Nice. And so we would write that down. And right now, we're actually working on the DWA, Direct Writing Assessment. So, you know, I used to be an English teacher, so I really like to hear all the writing that you're talking <laughs> about right now. And so when we're doing that, we're talking about the honeybees this time. And so last time we did the like the salmon and then we just actually finished up doing our own like writing, like informational writing. It took a lot of organization mm -hmm. for to do that because you had to like put it in like a bunch of like orders. And then in the back we have our four square. So our first four square were bi, tri, quad, uni, and quint, which all stands for one, two, three, four, and five. Mm -hmm. So we had to, for like the four square, you have to, you have to like write down all the words and like an example word for that. And it helps you remember what the words mean. Yeah, right? so you can practice. In math, we were, were working on shapes. Um, and then we do this thing called t-shirt math, which like we're on number 14. So we practiced, like, uh, Franklin Pierce was the 14th president, mm -hmm. and um, N is the 14th letter. Actually, this is a cool fact that I didn't even know. Fortnite is actually called two weeks, other than the game, too. Oh, yeah. So, so and you keep all of that in your notebook, because you can go back to it to, to study, Yes. Like if you're going to take a test or have some sort of final project, it helps you find it easily. I can see her quickly finding the information that she needs in her notebook. So organization is a big part of what you've done, yeah. right? And then with um, math, er, at the very beginning, we have our math warm-ups, which we do every morning. We come in, we get them out, and then we work on them. And then we go over it as a class together. We also do self-starts, which we have geography, analogies, math, and then language. So with the geography, uh, it, uh, it usually asks two questions. 
Um, it, one of the questions are, what do we call the seven large land masses in the world? And then the second one is, how many oceans are there in the world? Further analogies, like <clears throat> baseball and in inning is the same as football and quarters. And basketball and sneakers is the same with hockey and skates. So you're doing deep language learning. You may not know that, but you are. So you can actually read any word and break down the meaning of those words with what you're doing in your classes. So is it okay if I ask your mom a question? I'm seeing a lot of pride in her eyes when you're talking about what you're learning. And I'm also seeing a lot of pride in your principal's eyes with what you can talk about your learning, which is a, a really high level it skill mm -hmm. for a student to be able to do, especially at the age of, as a fifth grader, it's really impressive. So as her mom, <laughs> Kira, what noticeable changes have you observed in her approach to learning and her academic performance since she started using AVID strategies? This might be a pretty basic answer, but I know as a parent, when your kid comes home, you ask them, hey, how was school today? What did you learn? Right? And for a while, I wasn't getting a response. Yeah. Like there was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We did, okay, cool. What was something fun you did yeah. today? Well, I played at recess. Okay, cool. You're getting the social <laughs> interaction. How, how is that? Like, what are we, what are we doing academically? Where can, where are you struggling? Where are you succeeding? Where can mm -hmm. I help? Um, just have been in the school district for seven yeah, years. Yeah. I, I can see some of those things. And so over the years, our language has changed. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is just, Overall, her organizational skills yeah. and the way that she processes has become a little bit more streamlined. Yeah. Um, and not just even in academics. I mean, she was my kid who had papers everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm freaking out a little <laughs> bit because that's not how I am. I'm right. a very organized, logistical uh -huh. person. And I was like, okay, what? how do I help? How do I do this? How do I make this easier for mm -hmm. her so that she can make those leaps and bounds? And with Avid, it just kind of, I don't want to say it took that work away from me, but it really did. Yeah. It, it kind of paved the way for her to be able to be successful and not have papers everywhere yeah. and really wanting to learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the what you called the deep language yeah. studies. And I'm like, I remember doing that on the SATs yeah, to get absolutely. into college. Absolutely. Like how this is crazy. Yeah. Like it's so great that these things are being performed and practiced at such a young age, because as a, the general population knows practice makes perfect. Yeah. And so the more that you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And then it just becomes second nature. Yeah. So it's just, it's really awesome from where she was to yeah. where she is now. And that was just in the first, in the last two years, um, because Miss Tripp was the principal yeah. for the first time at yeah. Ross when Sky went into fourth grade yeah. and she was a little nervous going, she was like, mom, this isn't, it's not Hubbard. And I'm like, babe, it's not, it's not yeah. a developmental school anymore. Like yeah. you're, actually in school school now yeah. and so I just I think Miss Tripp put a whole bunch of parents at ease when she took over in the fourth grade yeah. and just really made Ross feel like a community Absolutely. Um, and I just I love that that's part of the reason why we moved out here seven years ago oh, so. so great you want to add to that 
You want to brag on Mrs. Tripp? I could see some sparkle in your eye. Uh, like you just said, Mom, you said practice makes perfect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But nobody can be perfect. Yeah. So wouldn't it be prog or progress or practice makes progress? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That makes me feel good because we're not perfect, right? We make mistakes, and that's sometimes how we learn. So practice gets you. Just like Miss Angel says, mistakes help make you learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you both are so lucky to work with Principal Michelle Tripp. She's awesome. She's amazing. So awesome. We're amazing. so lucky. I'm She's lucky very to work amazing. with her. Yeah. There's, there's so much love in this room right now. So, Michelle, what... What inspired you to implement AVID programs and what are some specific benefits you've seen it bring to children in your school community as a whole? I think you just heard a really big benefit was you just hear um, these two talking to each other and being able to talk about school with each other and actually caring about school. Um, yeah. So I didn't implement AVID at Ross. The previous principal brought AVID to Ross and did a a wonderful job like building up... um, teacher buy-in to Ross Mm -hmm. and teacher empowerment with Ross. And I was lucky enough to come into the school when it was already um, well on the way to being established and really strong. And I was grateful for that because I'd been in a district before where there was some AVID Mm -hmm. um, and I just love the program and what I've seen it do for kids. And you kind of heard from Skyland just now, like what I love about it is that kids know what they're talking about with school. Mm -hmm. Like they can articulate what they're learning. Like, um, she had like Skylin showed us here in her binder a whole goals section. Yeah. And like every kid at our school has set their own goals for learning. They know what their goals are. They monitor them regularly. They graph them and chart them. And so I think that's what it brings to students. I think the whole school community, just to have this common identity as an avid school is really powerful too. Like, um, you know, there's, I don't think there's, um, many people who don't, who can't, who don't walk into Ross and feel that it's a place where, Um, learning happens and is expected and where kids are actually excited about what they get to do. And learning is not just academics. Mm -hmm. Learning is also, you know, running a lunch club, Yeah, Um, you know, uh, proposing an idea and making it happen or being part of our cast leadership team and planning activities for the whole school or, or even lately Skyland's on our cast team as well. Um, And, um, the cast students planned a field trip to Indian Creek to read to the yeah. to the kindergarten and first graders. Just things like that, all of which are part of avid culture at a school. Um, just feeling connected to the community, and I just love that. Yeah. Did you want to add something? I, yeah. I actually did. Miss Tripp talked was just talking about the community, and it was kind of funny because I was scrolling on Facebook and with the field trip, and then I noticed that the police department were involved, and yeah. they were blocking blocking off the roads to make sure that the kids got to where they needed to go safely. And I just, it was just amazing for how crazy our city has gotten just with growth and the Mm -hmm. amount of people that it still feels like a hometown Mm -hmm. you you can still walk across the street you can still talk to a neighbor um and you you have those resources leaning on each other you know schools and the fire department schools and the police department and it's just it's a community and it it goes back to the ancient saying of it takes a village and i just i love that so much about ross and just CUNA in general of yeah. what we have created here as a community. Yeah, yeah. 
you feel a part of the school too as a parent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I am never scared to reach out or if I have a question or hey, I just wanted to check in, make sure everything's okay. Um and, and I have no issues with doing that. And and the staff have no issues reaching out to me. Hey, can we talk about this? Or, hey, I wanted to let you know, you know, Skyland did something amazing. Mm. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, feels yeah, okay, I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, I, it just is an open line of communication between parents and the schools. And I know sometimes that can get a little sketchy, yeah. you know, because you have mama bears and papa bears yeah. that are entrusting you with yeah. their most prized possession yes. and so I just think that it's our school system is just amazing in the way that we all come together we work together and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Miss Tripp when you were talking about like the goal settings I remember going around to like every classroom with you and like helping them and then when I did it I it actually helped me like focus on my goals so I got a lot better at like focusing on those. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you another question, Skylin. And you talked about how AVID's helping you learn. Um, part of AVID is also talking about college and career readiness. You know, Can you talk a little bit about things that maybe you've explored around those topics? I know you're a fifth grader and you've got a lot of time to make decisions. But are there some things around college and maybe future careers that you've talked about? Um, so all the fifth graders are going to Starbase this year. One of the activities at the very end are like looking at different careers and how much money they make and all of that. But you learned a little bit more about the salaries of yeah. teachers. And so I'm like you asked me, like focusing on that. We actually at Fremont on the 21st uh, is actually a college and career like fundraiser. Uh-huh. There. And so I'm planning on going to go there and checking it out. And I'm just excited to see and just being in the classroom with all those teachers and seeing how fun it is when you're like a fun teacher. It just makes me want to be a teacher even more. So you want to be a teacher when you grow up. Oh, that just makes me so happy. She's already hired. She's hired. (laughs) She is. Yeah. You know what? It's the teaching profession, being a teacher, you get to influence all the other careers. You get to help people with all the other careers in the world. So you get to touch every single thing in the world. So it <laughs> makes me happy to hear that you want to be a teacher. We're going to talk after this about getting you on that path. <laughs> Doesn't sound like I need to do much influencing though, because you've had some really awesome teachers. So Michelle, I'm going to come back to you. How does AVID align with the broader educational goals and mission of your school? We talked about it being a community um, and how do you ensure its integration into the school's culture curriculum yeah. as a whole? It's a great question. Um, so our educational goals are high growth for all of our students. So that's our biggest educational goal is we know that sometimes kids come in not quite as prepared as we'd like them to be or as, as skillful yet yeah. as we'd like them to be. So it's about high growth from wherever the student is starting. We want to see them grow in math, reading, and um, confidence as a learner. So that's kind of our, our broader educational goal. And the mission of our school is to empower students and parents to be involved in their education and to care about it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's really a great goal. And I think before going into middle school, you know, that's, you know, 
it'd be, it, it'd be great if kids know themselves as learners and, and like know that they can learn before going into a lot bigger school than an elementary. So that's kind of what we're trying to prepare them for. So we see that as part of college and career readiness. Yeah. Ross. Um, and how do we ensure it's integration in the school's culture and curriculum? Well, that's fun. So every time we have an early release Wednesday, all of our teachers gather, all of our staff, it's not just fourth and fifth grade teachers, it's every single staff member gathers. And we do about half an hour of professional learning together focused on AVID. It can be an AVID strategy. It can be, you know, whatever it is that we're focusing on. We've done a lot of work on student goal setting this year and focused note taking, which I know Skyland's just taken off with that um, last year and this year. Um, and so we spend that half an hour learning together professionally. Um, and then the second part of um, our Wednesday time is we then go into our PLC conversations, which is where we look at student data and plan student learning together. And so both of those are really powerful because every single week we have a touch point with teach as teachers um, where we can talk to each other, share ideas, ask questions, learn together. Um, I really believe that like the best teachers are the best learners. So yeah. if we can always be learners, just like you heard Sky Lynn's why she'll be such a great teacher. Yeah. You know, she's a great learner and she's learned to love learning and to be a great learner. And we have to model that too as teachers together. And so that's one way that we do that. Another way we do it is that 100% of our staff members are on our AVID site leadership team. And so we have three different leadership team meetings and each teacher chooses one of those leadership team meetings to be a part of. And we do that People come, they come in early on Tuesday mornings and every single Tuesday morning, we have a different team that runs. There's a leadership team, there's um, a culture team, and then there's an instruction and systems team. And so every single teacher volunteers their time early in the morning on Tuesdays to come together and talk and plan. And we use the AVID rubric, um, which is called the CCI or the, uh, the coaching instrument, um, to like figure out how we're doing on our AVID implementation and to figure out what our next steps are. Yeah. Thank you, Ross teachers, for working so hard to make improvements. I appreciate that. And thank you, yeah. Michelle, for guiding that. What are, I'm going to talk about, like, anytime we, we are fully engaged in something, um, especially in education, like, I can think about some of my favorite activities or favorite moments as, as a learner myself at, when I was in school or even outside of school. I'm going to ask each of you, what, what's like a favorite moment that you've had with your experience with AVID? I'll start with my favorite okay, moment. Start. Okay. My favorite moment is when I get to see the kids stand up and speak about mm. the things that they've learned and done with AVID. We do a lot of like YouTube videos mm -hmm. where that we post on our school website that, you know, students talking about AVID. And I love anytime I hear kids talking about learning. Like yeah. it's just exciting to me. Skyland's been a great example of that. Yes, so those are has. my favorite moments in AVID. I like it when we do like philosophical chairs because mm. you're talking back and forth about something that like you love and you want to like protect it. I guess my experience would just be as a parent because when I went through school, we didn't have AVID. So yeah. I don't have a reference point yeah. for like what that should look like. Yeah. But I think for me, it's just watching the confidence in my kid grow. Mm. Like, like really taking ownership of their learning and just kind of running with it. And it's like, okay, I know this is what I'm good at. Let's go here. And then it also identifies their weaknesses of where they need to you know yeah. strengthen up a little bit um but there's no fear when it comes to that it's right. like okay that's cool we know how you learn here then yeah. that's what we're gonna do to get you, to help you get to where you need to be yeah. but it's all based upon the motivation 
discipline and self-responsibility of the student, which I think is so important. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you another question. From your perspective, how important is parental engagement and support in maximizing the benefits of AVID? Parental support, for me, if we're being 100% honest and we're being real in our situation, Sky pretty much takes care of her own academic learning. So there's really not a lot that I can help support with that, um, merely for the fact that she's already doing it. Um, I think the other part of that, though, is what does your bandwidth look like? What does your capacity look like? Um, Because Sky is such a high-performing student, she likes to put pressure on herself Mm -hmm. to get to where she wants to be. And I think that's great, right? Self-motivation, self-responsibility. But sometimes, even as adults, we take on too much and we don't Mm -hmm. know how to say, I can't... I can't give this any attention because then these six other things are going to fall. And so I think having that honest conversation with her as far as, do you have the bandwidth to take this on? Do you have the capacity to do your best while doing all these other things? And there have been conversations that she's like, you know, mom, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. And it's kind of like, okay, do you want to try? Do you want to see where Mm -hmm. your end point is? And then we can kind of back it down. Um, I, Bob, was the perfect yeah. example of that yeah. she, she just took on to say that. yeah two <laughs> ibob groups and we sat down and had a conversation of okay that was what eight books and so i said okay do you have the bandwidth to do all of this along with power kids and everything else that you have mm-hmm. going on and she's like you know i i think i can like i think i can do it and i said okay i said if at any point you feel like you're failing we need to have a conversation about maybe stepping out of one of those IBOB groups so that you can re-divert your focus, recenter yourself to get to where you want to be. And that's exactly what happened. She she tried it. She found out where her endpoint was. And then she graciously just kind of backed out and was like, I'm so sorry. I just don't have the capacity to perform the way that my team is counting on me to yeah. perform. And I'm actually still currently in two IBOB groups. I thought you were only in one. Nope. I'm actually still in two. How do you manage that? Because I talked with our librarian, Ms. Rasmussen. Who's another awesome person, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I leveled it down to only four books instead of two, so I could still help out both groups by reading two books and then two books. And so that actually helped me pretty well because then I didn't have to spend a lot of time like reading all those books. And I got I got at least like I I was only supposed to read four. I read like five. Great. So you were able to adjust your goals with the help of your mom and the conversations in, in your goal setting probably that you established with Avid mm-hmm. too, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, that's definitely. So Full circle. She needs to, you need to teach us all a lesson on how to do that, I think. That's really good information for all of us to know. So you're a fifth grader. Yes. And you're thinking about middle school. You talked about 
oh, there's an event. Uh, We're actually going to go visit the middle school tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. So, Michelle, can you talk to us a little bit about what AVID might look like in the middle school? Yeah, for sure. I know that both middle schools are focused on implementing AVID um, and, um, and, you know, working on making sure that students come in with skills that they need to manage going from one teacher and one classroom Plus specials teachers. Yeah. To like to seven, like, like seven, seven mm-hmm. teachers with like mm-hmm. no lockers or anything. Exactly. Kind of scary. It is. It's a little scary. Yeah. No. Because you know how to organize yourself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The nice part about those binders is yes. they're split into content areas. Yeah. So when kids go to middle school, they can have a tab for reading, you know, ELA. Or even each teacher. Exactly. Absolutely. Or each teacher. They can organize it in a way that makes sense for them. So, um, the great thing about middle and high school is there's two ways you can implement AVID in the secondary world, you know, in sixth through 12th grade. And one of those ways is school-wide AVID practices mm-hmm. where every teacher is using WIC or strategies like writing inquiry collaboration. Mm-hmm. Just doing like activities mm-hmm. at those schools. Um, for example, the daddy-daughter dances yes. at the high school. Mm-hmm. And I did volleyball at KMS. Mm-hmm. And I've visited Fremont a couple of times, so I've like I've known like how and where like everything goes. So I don't have to like That's comforting. Yeah, yeah, so it's easier to get places. Absolutely. So that's the first way is AVID school-wide and just knowing the school and everybody can can participate in that. Um, and that's that's probably where the most power in AVID is at the secondary, in my opinion, is having these robust instructional practices. Um, and the biggest one probably for middle schoolers with middle school brain and a lot of distractions yeah. would be organization because yeah. Yeah. they're going from room to room and it's really easy to get distracted by and everything And to lose else. things. Yes, to lose things and to be distracted by friends and activities and kind of forget about learning a little bit. So that's yeah. one thing the middle schools are leaning into is that school-wide. There's also something that's called AVID elective at the secondary, which can really help um, some kids. That isn't necessarily all kids, mm-hmm. but some kids who might need a little extra, um, who, who need that little extra help to yeah. like stay organized, to keep their drive going, may take an AVID elective class. And, um, and that's another way that it can look like in the middle and high school. And they're both really powerful. Um, AVID school-wide is for every single student that walks through the door. Yeah. And then the AVID elective is for those students who who most need it yeah. and could most benefit from it. Yeah, our hope is like when when a student says, let's do philosophical chairs, yes. everybody will know what that means, yeah, right? And that's like, the time to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite avid moments is when, um, speaking of that, if people know what philosophical chairs is, for example, every yeah. teacher in the district knowing what that is and how to run it, it's really cool when people start talking in class and all of a sudden, you know, there's a little bit of a debate going on. And, and then all of it a sudden, turns into philosophical exactly. chairs. A student will say, hey, we should philosophical chairs this. Yeah. And I've heard that over and over. You've heard that too. Oh, that's where great. Where kids start suggesting the strategies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that avid school-wide is really powerful. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, the organization comes in because instead of, like, talking all the way across the classroom they can just line up and go to like what side they want and how like to figure out how they want to like defend it yeah I think that's I was at your school last Friday listening to some students who were talking about a a four-day 
work a four day school week and it started in a philosophical chair discussion right and they wanted to take it to the next step and I think they're going to take it to even further yeah. is what I understand which is even cooler I love to hear that um, and, and see those strategies come in, coming into play so when we think about AVID and you know different strategies we know what it means what are some of the myths that might be out there that other people might be worried about or have a preconceived idea of what it may mean? Or as from a parent, yeah. I think from a parent standpoint, it's uh, part of it is it's too hard. Oh, okay. My, my student doesn't understand. My, it's yeah. not this, it's not that. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Because once they learn the foundational roots of what AVID is, they can, just like Sky, they can take that and it branches out into all areas yeah. of their life. You know, now we're organizing our bedroom we're organizing our art drawer we're, yeah. I mean we're literally yeah. taking that into everyday life and I think that that's what helps create well-rounded individuals yeah. um, so the whole notion that you know it's hard it's hard to get students on board it's hard to get teachers on board it's really not I mean I obviously haven't taught it but you know just seeing the ramifications yeah. of it it's it's not hard you just kind of let the process happen yeah. and find the beauty in that process and go to wherever you're yeah. going at that point. Yeah. I was just hearing you talking, Brad. It's too hard. Um, when I go to wind time, I go to Miss Marshall's class for wind time and for math win. And um, to her, this this is too easy is actually like a cuss word to her. <laughs> like a cuss word to her because she doesn't want to hear it too easy because mm. then she knows that her student's not going to do it because they know that she knows that it's too easy for them. So she likes to push you a little bit. To, yeah. So does Miss Johnson. <laughs> so I think it's also pride of accomplishment, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you feel good when you're met with a challenge mm -hmm. and you're able to overcome it. You know, I, at least I know for you, you're looking up the mountain. You're like, all right, we're going to do this somehow, some way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Once you get to the top, you're like, Mom, I did it. It feels good, huh? Yeah. You work hard. You set a goal and you work hard and you set a plan for that. When I start something, I always tend to finish. Good. I think one myth about Avid I was thinking about as you guys were talking is um, from a school perspective, a school personnel perspective, it's a really big program yeah. and it's very robust and it can be really overwhelming if you look at it as the whole program perfectly implemented yeah. already. It's It's... But it, but it's the kind of thing where, um, like Kira was saying, um, breaking it into chunks and doing a little bit at a time and just really focusing in on what you want to get really good at and then letting it organically happen is really powerful. So um, most schools, when they start AVID implementation, you can get overwhelmed by how amazing it is in its full implementation mode, but it's one baby step at a time, just yeah. like any learning activity. And and it's better to do one little part of AVID really, really well than to try to do everything and sort of just kind of do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'd agree? Yeah. Yeah. Like that deep dive learning for teachers and schools, you know, will pay off with students. So the myth is it's too hard to implement. Yeah. Um, the reality is it is difficult to implement. Yeah. But as Sky Lynn's told us, like hard is not a bad thing. Hard yeah. is a good thing. But also breaking it into chunks and taking it in manageable chunks and knowing that, 
you know, it's take it a step at a time and watch how it impacts the kids. Mm -hmm. And that makes you want to do more because you see how powerful this little piece was and you just want to do more and more. So can you talk, Michelle, about the showcase that's coming up a little bit about what it's about and what if people want to come and participate, what they might experience? Yeah, so the showcase is pretty special. Um, It's actually um, something that Ross has worked about five years mm-hmm. to to qualify for. It's a really big honor. We're one of the only elementary schools in the in you know in Idaho, really. Yeah. That's a showcase school, and it's pretty pretty cool. So what it is is on February twenty eighth, we have schools from cities all around and from you know coming from far away too that are coming to visit our school to kind of see our kids, talk to our kids, observe our teachers, um, ask questions of our kids, um, and just kind of learn what we've learned about AVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really fun and really special. Um, So if anyone did want to come to that, um, all you have to do is go to the Ross Elementary webpage where there's a link where you can sign up to attend. Um, And it's free. Yeah. And it's really cool, but you get to come and learn and just, you'll walk through, you'll You'll hear about our AVID journey. You'll walk through classrooms and see what it actually looks like with actual fourth and fifth graders. Um, and then at the end, there'll be a, an activity called World Cafe, which is sort of like a carnival um, where you go around to tables, but it's a question and answer mm-hmm. where there are students at tables ready to answer questions, authentic you know, learning mm-hmm. questions, and where you can dive in and just really get to know some of the people and ask the questions that you have. So it's about a two and a half hour event that we're very excited about. It's going to be really special. Um, and the people who usually come to these are parents or community members, but also schools that are interested in implementing AVID, but haven't started that journey, or they're just starting out on the AVID journey and they want to see a vision of what's possible. Yeah. yeah. What What are you excited about for the showcase? I'm just excited to see everybody else's perspective about AVID. I think I'm going to be like one of the like introducers oh, to it. Oh, okay. So when I show up, I'll see you as one of the first people. Probably. <laughs> Right. I'm looking forward to that. For our visitors. She'll yeah. be like the tour guide. The yeah. Fabulous. In the moment questions too. Fabulous. And do parents have a role in the um, sh- the showcase at all? or They, they can come and observe. But okay. So where we involve parents a lot is when we have our Avid in Action breakfast. It's okay. a family breakfast yeah. where parents come and do activities with their kids. Yeah. And that's where they get really involved. That's great. Thank you. And are we doing that this year? Yes, we are. We're doing it in April. I'm surprised you're not planning it. <laughs> well, cast will. It's, it's coming around. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Prioritize. I'm not part of the cast team that... Um, that does that? Yeah. Okay. You're in a different cast team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What do you do in cast? Uh, so at the end of the year, how like third graders always come and like visit uh-huh. Ross, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be like the tour guide to tour them around. Oh, great. So you're going to help them have a yeah. positive transition to So like how like the, the other teachers would help like tour them around and show them around, uh, our entire cast group is going to do oh, that that's instead. great. Yeah. So it'll help them feel like they're going to be ready, like you feel ready for middle school. Yeah. Right? They'll feel ready for Ross. Yeah. So is there something I missed that I should have asked that I didn't? Or if some final words that you have about your experience with AVID or advice to maybe other schools who are just barely starting? Don't be scared. 
to yeah. trust the process. Yeah. It's kind of like Miss Tripp yeah. said. It, when when you're looking at it, because I remember when they when Sky first brought it home, and I was, she's like, oh, well, we're starting to learn about Avid, and I was like, okay, what's Avid? What is that? And yeah. she goes, well, it's advancement via indeterminate or individual determination. I'm like, uh, English, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what that Translate means. That, please. And so yeah. then we went through the process, and so it's you know, like I said, over the course of two years, it's just it's grown and it's just gotten better and you know again like Miss Tripp said it's it's a very large program there's a lot of different mm-hmm. components into in it um, and so just don't be afraid of the process just let it you know Again, not a teacher. I work with teachers, but I am not a teacher. You're a mom. You're a I teacher. am a mom. Uh, but just do the best you can. Get really good at one particular small piece. And then just, tr- again, trust the process. What's been the best thing for you? Just learning about it and having like to do it. Because it's given you confidence, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You've spoken in front of a school board, spoken in front of people at your school. It's pretty cool for a fifth grader. A whole to bunch do. of teachers. She's a whole bunch of 125 teachers. educators this yeah. summer, too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You spoke to all of our teachers who were learning this. Mm-hmm. Gave them as an example. Like, look at how amazing I am. Because <laughs> <of this>. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that, probably, right? <laughs> we all just but thought it's it. true. We heard you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anything else you guys can think I should ask? Stay strong. that's going to be our new tagline together we can and stay strong (laughs) (laughs) oh i like your other one practice makes progress i like that one too i love that too yeah so skylin where have you seen the most growth this year reading math writing and probably in my math and how do you know because um, in i ready i actually grew 28 points wow so how does that compare to your stretch goal? Because I hadn't been growing on iReady. I've been dropping. So when I grew, it just it just filled my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and iReady is the assessment tool we use for math in our elementary and middle school grades. So thank you. I'm so proud of you for growing 20 points. That's amazing. Eight. Oh, eight points. 28 points. I undercut you big time. I'm sorry. (laughs) 28 points. That is so awesome. Thank you guys so much for being Ah, here. Of course. And for for spending time with us so we can all learn. And what will happen is you'll help other parents and other schools to learn from you. So I really appreciate you sharing your experiences with us on this podcast. So thank you for joining us today to help us inform our community about AVID. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with others. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to see us explore in future episodes, please feel free to reach out. Thank you to our amazing podcast producers. Allison Westfall and Troy Stevens. Until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and remember, together we can. And stay strong.